You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're sharing our 10 best productivity hacks. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain, lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. You are here. This is the show with over 450 some odd episodes now where we're helping entrepreneurs like you think and grow and create success from the inside out. Yeah. And we've got another fantabulous episode for you today. Today, we are going to be getting into 10 of our best kept secrets on how we run and operate our company at an Olympic level. I love having these kind of chats. It's so funny how last week we can talk about all our weird psychic woo-woo yeah. powers. And now we're going to talk about how to be like more efficient and productive in business. <laughs> You're like, what kind of show is this? It's that kind of show, folks. Always keeping you on your toes. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get, you know? We could argue that being more psychic is going to save you a lot more time, right? Mm -hmm. And we love having these episodes because everyone's always complaining about time. Time. We've done episodes about time, relationship with time. Let's start there. As you listen to this episode, this episode may become particularly relevant for you based on your experience with time. And so what the opportunity would be there for you is to begin listening and noticing to the story you tell yourself about time. Like, what are some of the things people say about time? Um, well, that they don't have enough of it. I don't have enough time to listen to this episode on mm. how to save time. We actually, you'll hear it on this Friday's episode. We did the coaching over coffee yesterday. which actually just happened because I choose them at random, right? A Business by Design member, Amanda. And she said she almost didn't request to come on live mm -hmm. because she's like, ah, oh, I just don't have the time. And she was able to re- correct herself, uh, restate that declarative statement, declarative statement. And she goes, no, 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 wait. I can make the time. Mm -hmm. so it's really great. Because at the end of it, I asked her, I said, let me ask you this. You made the time. Was it worth, worth the time? time? And she said, oh, hell yes. Maybe she was just like, you know, telling me what I want to hear, pandering to James. But yeah, can you begin to notice the 
the stories you create about time. I mean, we've talked about this before. You're going to hear us talk about this so much more. When we talk about creating success from the inside out, we're talking about using the power of your words and that inner voice and how those words are creating your world. So I don't have the time. This takes too much time. This is too much to do. I'm so overwhelmed and how that's so debilitating for us. And so we want to help you with that. But first, let's give some updates. Where do you want to start? Exciting one, since you're listening. <laughs> we just passed 8 million downloads. 8 million downloads. It's very exciting. That's about 40 of you guys re-listening, however many. No, <laughs> I couldn't do the math. 200,000 times each. Thanks. A million times each. It's eight people. No, uh, that's pretty amazing milestone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening and, and coming back week after week. You can just tell from the, the stats and the numbers that there's just this like loyal listener base that comes back week after week. And we've been putting out an episode week after week for a long time. Yep, That's right. kind of one of our secrets to success, if you will. I talk about that in the coaching over coffee you're going to hear this Friday. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Consistency. I don't know. That stuff's easy for me. Yeah. It's just like say you're going to do it and you do it or you don't do it. And you know why it's easier to do that? Because it's fun. Like this is fun. So yeah, we're doing this on a Saturday, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of easier to do. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's harder because you're still doing some of the things that you shouldn't be doing. And that will probably come up today. I think that's one of our hacks. I think it is. (laughs) What else? We just kicked off. Well, this week we're officially kicking off our 2021 group coaching group. Yeah. Next level. Wow. Such a great group. We're so excited. It's been a while since we opened this program back up and yeah, we're just really excited to get started again. We wrapped that group up with a three-day virtual event and obviously I wish I would, it would be in person, but I extended it the day, did it three days, normally doing two days. And it was such a blast because by the end of the program, we're not even talking about business anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's, I mean, like the stuff that just comes up and the breakthroughs that get had and I don't know, just like what people let go of finally and where people end up is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's fair to say that the results that these members have gotten are the best that any group has gotten. So exciting. We just got one yeah. of our members in who in one year they took their business from 200,000 to over a million. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really incredible. Like over a million and so many of those that have, that have just come in and been huge, yep. you know, and it's just so fun to, to coach them. And our, that's definitely where like the majority of our wins come from in our weekly meeting shares. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because they're just like, I mean, they're just on a whole nother plateau because they're in the coaching and that's like my, my whole thing. Oh yeah. I was going to, I was like, I think I was going to say something else. Yeah. So we, one of the things that we do, I think it's worth noting is when we talk about numbers and performance and stuff, we track their performance too. And mm-hmm. we ask them to track their performance as well. And so every quarter we ask our members to post a couple of things for us. What's their revenue generating activity for the quarter? What's their goal? Harry scary goal mm-hmm. for the quarter and anything else coming up for them. And last quarter, well, now it's, last, last quarter, because we just got their numbers back. But the quarter four, we had, what was it, 94%? I think 94. Mm-hmm. 93 point something percent of members did their revenue generating activity. That's huge. Yeah. Because so much of performance and success is doing what you said you would do. Mm-hmm. 
that should be your new definition of success. Doing what you said you were going to do. That's really the win. That is the win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did you do it? Great. 37% of them hit or exceeded, not their goal, their hairy, scary goal. Mm -hmm. 37%. That means if their goal was $20,000 $20,000 and they hit 18, mm-hmm. they're not part of that 37%. If they hit 19,999, that nope, doesn't count. Mm-hmm. 37% hit or exceeded. Oh, so amazing. Momentum. I love it. We're excited to run that program. And one of the things I said to them, and I'm going to say to you as well, it's really important that you begin to get and understand the value of great coaching. Even when Julie came over here, I was in learning mode. I was reading a book this morning and then I'm going through a group coaching thing. We're constantly learning. We're constantly in coaching. And we said this last week about being at the top of our game and bringing in a performance coach. And we see the difference in our lives. And it's not like, oh, he's saying that because he does that. No, I'm, I'm doing that because it works in my life. And that's what my life is about is here's what works for me and here's how I can offer it to you. And I don't know. I just, I think we're done with the whole phase of like, we should all be collectively done with the whole phase of let me do this myself. Right. And let me prove it. No one does anything extraordinary by themselves. That's the whole point is co-creating. You're definitely not being your most productive self when you're doing it all yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Way to tie it back in. I think that's a perfect segue to just get us in, get us into this episode. So we're going to share with you 10 10 productivity hacks. I know we love always doing these types of episodes with you guys. I hopefully you guys love doing them because we just hear too much, like not getting enough done. I'm working 14 hours a day and I have nothing to show for Mm -hmm. it. So that's for you. If you feel like you're overwhelmed, if you feel like you're working too much, if you feel like you're doing the 14 hour days and you have nothing to show for it, there may be something in this episode for you that you've been missing. So please listen with presence and intensity focused don't 2x this episode. I think people are trying to speed through the wrong things. Getting through learning faster doesn't mean you'll learn it and you'll be more productive. It's in learning you want to slow down. True learning, like hearing something, having something land that's different or new or foreign to you probably doesn't happen when you're trying to rush through it. Come on, come on, come on. I got to get through an hour of learning in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's not going to serve you. How many times have you put the podcast on in 2x speed? And then I come up to you and say, okay, what'd you learn? Uh, well, you know, I, I listened to it so I can cross that. Who, well, what the good was that then? And we're not here coming to you for your entertainment. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I was actually going for the laughter button. I pressed the wrong one. Still works. We're, we're not here to make you laugh. Okay, so stop it. Stop it. Okay, okay. So going through this faster or, you know, when you're in learning mode, I don't really think serves you hurry, let me get to the end faster, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can graduate. Be present. There may be something here for you to learn. I would also say just in my experience that productivity and efficiency kind of like breeds momentum as well. The more you practice it and the more you're disciplined with it, the more ways to be more efficient and productive open up to you. Yes. (laughs) I just want to make the disclaimer before we get into these 10 hacks that this isn't about keeping yourself busier, moving faster and getting more done. Getting more done is not the goal please hear that. And for all our 2X listeners, getting more (laughs) done is not 
the goal, period. <laughs> the goal is the goal. The outcome is the goal. The life, the results, the impact is the goal. That would be an employee mindset to say, my to-do list is longer and I cross more things off than you. <laughs> Don't care. So this is about getting to the outcome quicker, smarter, right? Working smarter, more efficiently, less resistance, less time. And still getting to the outcome that, you know, it's, we're not talking about like, oh, you don't want to cut corners. I'm not saying cut corners. I'm saying don't waste time. Don't be stupid. Be smart about things. So keep that in mind. And that is the perfect segue to productivity hack number one, all about keeping your eye on the prize. This is a biggie, 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 biggie. Before you're about to do anything, I think it's important that you're clear on the outcome, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Here's a perfect example. I love using our Airbnb business as the analogy for all of these stories because it's something different, but so similar. We are in the final stages, like less than a month out of getting this property number four listed, launched, and live. And that's my outcome. Get it launched, get it live, hit our deadlines, and make sure that our guests give us five stars. And what starts to happen with our Airbnb team is they start moving away from that goal and they start looking at what needs to be improved, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be finished. And they start putting things on the list that I have to come in and go, whoa, 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 whoa. For example, they needed to seal something on the outside of the house. And they said, well, we put some sealing on the outside of the house and I think we should go and paint that whole area now. And then we got to repaint it. And it was like, go match the paint, go pick up the paint, go, you know, climb high up on a ladder outside in the house and go paint it. And anyone who's in like home improvement or construction contractor would just like, this is total blasphemy here. But it's in a little section on the exterior of the house that no one will ever see. No one will ever see it. And it's just a little bit of like spray foam kind of sealant stuff on the side. And I just said, guys, that's half a day. Right. Does it really matter? It doesn't impact the final goal. It does not impact the goal at all. No one's going to see it. If this were my home and my, you know, job and everything, oh, I want it all done right because I know it done it absolutely. But with the outcome of it being an Airbnb, I'm sitting there going, does it really need to be done? Mm -hmm. It's half a day. And yeah, sometimes they may want to like get more hours, right? So they're looking for more things. And it's like, so I'm always reorientating back to the goal and the outcome. And one of the goals and the outcomes is, do the photos sell the home? So we're not going to have a photo of this random exterior. Right. I mean, if you guys saw where it is, like no one would see it. No one would know it exists. It's completely irrelevant. And when the guest comes into the home, do the pictures match the expectations and the experience when they're there? Do they have a wonderful experience? And are they happy? And are they going to leave five stars? Do they feel like they had a good time? And this is an example of not one of them. And then one of the handyman said, well, what about this little area of brick in the driveway, right at the entrance of the street? Should we get that repaired and fixed? I said, same thing. It's not going to be in any of the photos. People aren't going to see it. It doesn't affect their first impression. It really doesn't. And they're not going to notice it. And mm -hmm. it's not going to play a role in the review. So it's become a joke. But I sit there and I say things like, well, is it going to cause a guest to give us one stars? <laughs> yeah. Up. Oh this little brick is chipped in the corner in the driveway, one star. And when, it, when we all laugh, we know it's silly and we say, no, then it's not worth doing. 
Now, if it was my dream house or I was the contractor and I wanted it perfect and all the things, that's different. But this is a business and what anybody who's a homeowner will tell you is that as soon as you start opening up the house, it becomes an endless money pit. And it's very easy for it to just continue going. And you know what? Your business might be that same way where there's all these things that may need your attention. And sometimes you have to have that discipline and business maturity to say, you know what? Not yet. Not now. It can wait. And we always go back to examples like branding and redesigns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we held off on professional branding for a very long time and we're not saying it didn't help, but there were more things that are more important. There's a lot of people out there that look really good that are broke. Your business looks good, but your bank account doesn't, right? And some of these things can wait. And for you to learn what's important is so important. The power of prioritization is gonna help with productivity and it really starts with saying, what are the metrics that matter? Yeah. And I think on top of that too, the Airbnb example is a perfect situation to explain this. It's what's the thing that's going to, number one, impact other people. If you have a team, like what's the thing that people are waiting on you to get done? So how is your lack of executing on this affecting their productivity? That's something that you should prioritize as well. Just like, you know, them not working on the driveway, for example, instead of working on something inside that's going to affect the pictures will affect the outcome of the goal. Yeah. When you're working with the team, the more they understand why, Mm -hmm. the more they're just on the same page. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just saying yes to this, no to that. I'm giving them the big picture. So they're enrolled in that vision. Let's move on to productivity hack number two. This is a biggie. I'm going to say this is the biggest one. Yeah. You know, what's going to help you be far more effective, efficient, and productive? Avoiding mistakes. Mistakes will cost you more time. Mm -hmm. And so the way we want to look at this is What is causing mistakes in your business right now? And here's the irony. Life is so ironic. What's the number one cause of mistakes? Uh, Going too fast, (laughs) right? So I want to be more productive and efficient and get more done. So what am I going to do? I'm going to crank up the speed. I'm going to move faster and then mistakes speed up or increase. Yeah, and a lot of mistakes and especially in a personal brand, business have a much bigger ripple effect than you might think. Say more about that. So for example, if you post a wrong link in an email, then you might be getting, not only do you have to go back and change that link and maybe resend, Mm -hmm. but then you also will probably start to get a flood of emails in your inbox. If your social media person grabs the link from the email to add into like a swipe up or link in bio, then you're going to get a bunch of DMS about it and have to delete and fix there. And then to probably have to delete and fix from Facebook because you probably double posted. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's far more work and it's more stressful Mm -hmm. and it's more reactionary and it's taking away from something you should have been doing. Mm -hmm. So speeding up probably number one cause of, you know, and not being present Number one causes the culprits to mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you got to slow down to speed up. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've been there, done that, so I totally get it, get addicted to the flurry, get addicted to the busyness, okay? So it takes a level of maturity and discipline to slow down. What can you put in place as a way of processes in order to catch these mistakes before they happen? Jilly, what are some of the things that we do? 
We have a whole proofreading process that we have at least one person go through anything that's going to be forward facing and check all typos and grammar mistakes and just checking for misinformation. So things like, you know, making sure that the right time zone is there. Like, is it PDT or PST? Mm. Sending a test email to check for broken links, you know, just checking the subject line, making sure that looks good. There's a check mark box for each little thing in an email that you could possibly want checked. Mm -hmm. So just so you guys get that, when you're writing something, it's very easy that when you're writing it, there's like a blind spot there, yeah. right? Like you don't, I've, I've seen that where like, I can't see my own typos. I know. And even certain personality types, like I'm not the best to. We're not um, detail oriented. Right. I can just, cause I can get the gist of what you're saying. So my brain just kind of like corrects for you. And I don't really see. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's the N in Myers-Briggs. It kind mm -hmm. of fills in the gaps. Whereas a sensor is going to be far more detail oriented. Right. So we have a process that before anything forward facing goes out at all, it has to go through one of our detail oriented individuals on the team mm -hmm. and they have to see it and they have to approve it. And to put a little checks and balance in place like that is going to save you so much headache. So yeah, even if you have something live, maybe like a live funnel or something, we even have someone going in and checking, making sure everyone's mm -hmm. going through the process, making sure they're getting the emails at the right time. No one gets stuck in the funnel. Yeah. I mean, we have to put something in place to avoid these mistakes instead of just looking at ways that we can move faster and faster. Look at from what is slowing you down. What's yeah. I think far too many people don't check their work too. Like in a launch, they don't check to see what the customer experience is going to be like. They're not willing to take the time to opt into their own stuff, go through the whole sales process. Yeah. What's it like to check out as your customer? I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many courses I've bought and then I get in the course area and I'm just like, did anyone look in at this just for a second? Why? What, what, what's like <laughs> just, an example? You know, like for example, in Kajabi, they have a lot of default settings. Oh yeah. Like so it still then, says Kajabi copyright on the Yeah. Bottom. Or I, my, I think disc, my favorite disc. is instructor and then it has like all the Latin. Oh yeah. Loris <laughs> Ipsum Dorum yeah, something. Exactly. Lorem. So Lorem simple, Ipsum. simple things, but just makes your customers when they see it, you know, when they, I guess when they don't see it, they don't feel like they're, you know bought something. Yeah. Out. And then they're going to write in and say something about that. Right. And which this waste, is more, more waste, time. waste more time. Exactly. So that also kind of bleeds into the, one of the best ways to avoid mistakes is better planning. Yeah. And that's a kind of like proactive, like walking through, thinking through things. Mm -hmm. You know what else I think helps with all of this, whether it's mistakes and planning is I think we're really bad. We, as in you and mm -hmm. me at being realistic with how long things are going to take. Yeah. So here's my advice for you. When you're planning and you're thinking through something, whatever it is, even 15 years later, I mean, I've got, we've gotten faster and more realistic and it still takes longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all you got to do is that when you're like, okay, here's this next project, like write the rough draft of the sales page, however long you think, okay, how long do you think that's going to take? Answer it. And then like double it yeah. or like at least like one and a half it. Or, or set like, the due date like a week before you actually need it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like these little hacks are, are really great, but it's always going to take longer. And so why am I saying this? Because if you think something's going to take you a day and it's more realistic three days in the container of one day, that's what starts to cause people to rush more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just like, no, it really did need more time than that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how smart you are and how fast you are. Like some things need more time than a day. Like if you're really going to write your best sales page in an hour or two, like that's just not enough time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people also underestimate or they just don't pay attention to how many little micro steps are within 
you know, small things that they might still be doing mm. in their business, you know, such as emails. I mean, sending an email to your list every once in a while is not that big of a deal. But when you start sending out, you know, five emails in a launch and you're doing that all live, I mean, that's like a two hour mm-hmm. thing that you're taking away and something that doesn't need to be done by you and could definitely have been automated. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to number three. Okay. Number three is keeping the business simple. Oh, so big. I think the, probably the biggest misconception about our team, maybe if you're new to us is that we're all really techie. We've all been doing this our whole lives and that couldn't be further from the truth. Correct. Not a single one of us has a tech background. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Not at all. Pause for dramatic effects. (laughs) No, not even a little bit. I think, I think my biggest tech experience was that I could send email. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, you, you didn't know that before you came in. I could look up a customer at my previous job with an email address. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys don't know how bad it was. So Julie doesn't either. When mm-hmm. I was, everything was built on WordPress and your own hosting. It was a nightmare and I'd have to get programmers. I remember paying for these expensive WordPress programmers to fix all this stuff and, and all these complicated things. So we keep the tech stack simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kajabi, Instapage, active campaign. We keep it simple. But then we also keep what we do simple. Like, I think some people start creating these crazy requests for themselves and their business. Like, okay, I want this thing where like when a new member logs into the course, it automatically sends them a custom welcome message that knows their name and then tells them exactly where they should go individually in the course based on a survey that they filled out two months ago that is then, you know, crossed against this AI intelligence that has, you know, figured out the pace in which that they Mm -hmm. consume the course and then gives them a bite. I mean, like, oh my goodness. And if that stuff exists and it's easily and accessible, use it. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to spend more time and money just trying to get this thing to work and then it's going to break. It reminds me of my mom's minivan growing up. Now the tech today is better, but it's really funny. My mom got this minivan growing up and this is like back in the nineties and it was this new technology where the door would open automatically (laughs) and now all doors do that. But I remember we always laughed and said, that's the first thing that's going to break. That's the first thing on this van that's going to break. Then what? And that was kind of this philosophy of like, this is the advanced piece that's kind of unnecessary. So don't create the automatic van doors. Mm-hmm. It was this advanced piece that's really not necessary. You know, it's like the kid can just open the door himself, right? Get in, soccer practice. But it always felt like the thing that was ready to break. And I think a lot of people try to do that mm-hmm. to use like, oh, my tech is going to be the like my unique selling proposition in the marketplace. That's my competitive advantage in the marketplace. And for most of us in the content teaching authority expert space, I think that's it's less of an impact than you think. Mm-hmm. I think people want to just come in, make it simple. Where's the content? Let's go. Yeah. And sites like Kajabi do that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Sometimes I think, I mean, there's a time and a place for custom stuff. It, it is rare, but I would definitely say like on most of the occasions, just make the software work for you in the easiest fashion. Just kind of harness your ideas and just make them yeah. work in that capacity because it's just going to save you so much time and effort in the long run. Yeah. So this is a productivity hack because if you're spending too much time on tech and you've got all this fancy stuff or you're duct taping free crap together, well, we're telling you how to get more done and time is money. Yeah. So you know, these notions, and I know this isn't you guys, because I know I'm preaching the choir here of like, well, I don't have the money, so I'm going to get all the free crap. That's costing you more than you think. Mm -hmm. You're just saying you don't value your time. 
and you're working from circumstance. And you're probably going to have to hire a higher paid person to help you with it. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Number four. Number four is putting automations. Yeah, oh, this place. is this is Julie's sweet spot. You guys are gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, and this is where I'm really gonna encourage you to start small and start kind of just like researching things that your different platforms can do, and especially if you're using the ones that we recommend here. But I also would encourage just to notice the things that you do a lot on a recurring basis and start to think of ways that you can automate those things, or they could even be things that you no longer like doing that I will explain shortly. So we use, probably heard us talk about it before, monday.com. Monday. When we first started using it, it was really just like, you know, a task tracker. Really. Totally. And now it has so, so much capability. It's amazing. It integrates with so many different platforms. I've created so many different types of automations. Here's just a few off the top of my head. Managing affiliates. Okay, but what does that look like, managing affiliates? So that doesn't sound like an automation. It's, I mean, so there's different things. So basically I have a board of all of our affiliates. I've set it up so that different statuses mean different things that send different emails to the affiliates. So I you can, can change this. So, so an affiliate has a line and it has their name and their email. Yep. And when you change the status from what to what? So from like, from not yet started to send lead list. Okay. And then what happens? And then an email will automatically be sent to that person and you can do it to multiple affiliates at once, but it'll automatically be sent to to that person, a link to their email list. Cause another column I have on that board is a Google doc. Wow. Yeah. But now cool thing I just (laughs) discovered for this year, cause I'm always trying to improve my automation skills. Oh yeah. So this year I discovered that Cause I used to make all the Google sheets. Well, VA would make all the Google sheets for me, but now I just discovered within, I think Zapier that, or maybe it's just a Monday automation. Either way, you can automatically create Google sheets based on new rows in Monday. So that saves me a step. Wow. So just like little things like that will just save time. So that's one of them. Another really cool thing. If you run an affiliate program, they have great different like view options in Kajabi. So we run like a leads and sales contest. Monday? Mm-hmm. No, Kajabi. Oh, Monday. sorry. Monday, Monday, yeah. Monday. So for example, if you put in all your affiliate stats, you can see things like pie charts, bar graphs. Mm-hmm. You can see when, depending that's on what so information cool. you put in, you can have an abundance of different views to yeah. help you track the data. Yeah. Okay. Give me a few of these other automations. Um, This is a really simple one. If you're sick of, you know, following up with your team on due dates, you can just set up a simple automation that when a due date hits or a couple days before a due date hits, or even after the due date, it'll send reminders to that team member to give you an update on that. That is so cool. Yeah. So So that was probably the first one I set up. Yeah. A couple other ones is onboarding customers. So if you have different steps for customers to take, Monday is a great place to just manage that process. Cause again, you can send out automated emails, reminders, you can integrate forms so that any survey type information they fill out will just pre-populate in a Monday board. Let's see. Another thing is just automating requests for other team members, maybe outside of your existing organization to come and support. So a great example for this is communicating with our coaches and how they support us. So in our group coaching program, we have one-on-one laser coaching calls available quarterly for all of our members. This is really cool because so, this was my idea to do this. And then Julie said, I think I can set this all automated. So mm-hmm. I think to just dive deeper because I think it takes a certain type of brain. Yeah. You have to have an automation brain and we don't train that way. Mm-hmm. So again, what Julie said at the beginning of this one is think of the things that are repetitive. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it more than once. If it's just a one-time off thing, you don't need to automate it necessarily but it's repetitive, right? That's how you're going to get time back. We're going to be smarter, more productive. 
So the process was this. Members inside Next Level have this opportunity to get an emergency call. And so what happens is, you know, you're going around, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, oh crap, problem. And I need someone right now and I need to be able to talk right now on a, with a coach. So we needed to be able to say, how do we get that person that says, I need to get on my emergency call with a coach when we have nine coaches, get that scheduled, mm-hmm. get that coordinated and get that happening. Mm-hmm. And there's a process of assigning the coach, assigning the time, paying the coach, because we actually mm-hmm. pay our coaches extra for that. Mm-hmm. And um, following up just in case it gets missed for whatever reason. Coordinating the location of how and where is this call going to happen. If the customer didn't fill out their form, right? There's a Right. They have to fill that. out a form. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. And so like, what are we supposed to do? Just have, well, let's just hire somebody and they just stand by and wait <laughs> for these requests. And then they'll manual it like an, like an old timey operator that's like mm-hmm. pulling one cable and putting operator. <laughs> one moment, please. You know, no, Jilly automated the whole freaking thing. So how does yeah. that work? And well, by the way, it's been working for like two years and I haven't yeah. had to touch it. <laughs> it's an awesome. Wow. Okay. So technically how it works. So they submit a form on Monday, which automatically pre-populates them onto a board. And when that happens, all the coaches will get a notification in their email, as well as in a Slack channel that there was a new emergency call requested. So pause just a moment. So you, everyone hears that. The client initiates the automation process. They say, I need to book a call. Mm -hmm. They submit a form. When that action happens, it cascades all these other actions. Mm -hmm. It notifies the coaches, hey, a client is requesting a coaching call. Mm -hmm. And it's first come, first serve. So that's what it says in the notification. And then in the notification, it links to the Monday board. So all they have to do is go in, claim the call. So basically put their picture next to the person's name and change a status. And I have a set up, I have it set up so that an email will go out from their particular email if they change the status. So mm-hmm. like, for example, Nikki contacted. So it'll send an email from Nikki with their Calendly link. And to the client. To the client. And then mm-hmm. sets up the call. Yep. And then they just show up for the call. Yeah. And I think I have it Boom. set up. So like 36 hours after or something, if the call has been requested and no status has been changed, it will send the, a reminder to the coach like, hey, this person still hasn't been contacted. This is a fantastic, how long did it take to think through this and then build it? think through it. I mean, I'm not saying it took me like a whole week to think through it like Mm -hmm. constantly, but I had my brain on it probably for, you know, a few minutes a day for a whole week. And Mm -hmm. it probably took me about a day to build. This is just testing a fantastic example of slowing down so Mm -hmm. you can speed up in action because what a lot of people say, I don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. I'll just do it. It takes five minutes. It's like five minutes here, five minutes there. And it adds up. Well, that's one of my favorite things too, because I mean, this was something that we really wanted to value add for our customers and we just really wanted to be able to provide it. And that's one of my favorite things to do in this business is like takes the thing that people say like, oh my gosh, this is going to be too much work. I'm like, that's easy. I got it. I'll put an automation yeah. in place. Just give me a couple of weeks to put my brain on it and I'll figure mm-hmm. it out because, you know, we want to be doing more for our customers and I don't want things like it's going to be too much work to prevent us from doing that. There's a story, right, mm-hmm. of an Egyptian pharaoh who was coming to the end of his life. And he had two sons, two brothers, and only one would be the next pharaoh. And so what he did was he made a little game, a little contest for him. He said, the first one to finish a pyramid will be the next pharaoh. So the first brother ran out into the desert and he started building he got all the crew together and built and built and built. And you can start to see the, the layers of the bricks building up and he's getting higher and higher. The other brother 
he's in his workshop. And you look at his plot of land, not a single brick has been laid, right? You guys know the story, you know where it's going, but it's nice to stay in the story for a moment. And of course, as the first brother started building it higher and higher, the rate, the speed of building began to slow. Why is that? Because as you get higher, it gets a little bit more complicated. Getting the bricks up there took more work and took more labor, more effort. And as he's looking at the other brother, what a dummy. He hasn't even started. Look how much further I am ahead. And this is why it's so bad to compare ourselves to others because what are you really comparing yourself to? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Look how far ahead this person is building their pyramid. Well, what the other brother was doing, as you can surmise, was slowing down, pausing, getting present, and thinking through a solution for how to speed up the process so that the pyramid could get finished as you went higher up. And then sure enough, that's where he spent his time, Mm -hmm. was building this contraption. And long story short, as you can probably guess, it was brother number two that was able to build his pyramid first. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call it a comeback. Because towards the end, it got so hard for that first brother to finish that pyramid. But for brother number two, that's where it sped up even more Mm -hmm. because he slowed down first. And this is such a powerful metaphor and analogy because so many people are rushing and busy just trying to make money. And you're different. You as an entrepreneur know that what you're building is a machine that makes money. And when you can build a better, smarter, more efficient machine, you know you're focusing on the right thing. Other people are just focusing on how to get money. That's what employees do. You're not an employee. You're the entrepreneur. That's why this is so important. And automation is a huge key. Let's not ignore automation. Yeah. Another fun tool, and you guys can look it up because it has so many different capabilities, is Zapier. That was a tool that I was very intimidated by for like the first five years. I have no idea why. It's because it's French. Zapier. Zapier. <laughs> no, it's actually really easy. Wee wee. And really easy to use. So I highly Zapier. recommend it. <laughs> yes. It connects. It's the glue that connects your software together. Mm-hmm. Number five, productivity hack, scrum diddly umptious. Uh, We've talked about scrum before. We're not going to spend too much time here, but using scrum when you have at least a team of three for any projects, not every day, 24, seven, 365, but every day for two week sprints in a launch or a big project is going to be killer for you. Mm -hmm. Two week sprints. Definitely for launches. Yeah. And a couple of, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even have to be launches. I mean, we've written a book in two weeks created a course. We've launched a campaign. Funnel. We've, we've done a launch in two weeks. I um, mean, video or yeah, video series. I mean, we just, we perform at our highest ability when we're in scrum, mm-hmm. but you can't keep it there. Cause you got to have like, it's like redlining your car for a whole year. Yep. You want to rest a little bit for our big launches. We start a little sooner just because we like to work in advance and plan mm-hmm. ahead. So we keep our scrums a little lighter and we start them earlier. Yeah, yeah. totally. Let's go to productivity hack number six, having virtual assistants. This kind of, you figured was coming. So we're just going to take this deeper. We were a huge fan and proponent of that, of hiring VAs and virtual assistants. We've talked about onlinejobs.ph before. We love our VA team. We've worked with our amazing group for years, years. A lot of them have been on longer than me. Yeah. I mean, they're like our family. But with tips with that is you want to look to give them the repetitive things that couldn't be automated. Mm -hmm. So what are things that are done habitually, routinely, consistently? Or manually. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And things that like are maybe template based, like for example, thumbnails for a certain podcast, you know, where it's the same template, but someone has to go in there and change the image and the title and the graphic, but it's predominantly the same. I need a thumbnail for this week's episode or next week's episode. Done, right? And those little things that start to add up. But we have VAs that do video editing. We have VAs that work from those templates. We have VAs that just do little tasks, graphics, even VAs that help design our our landing and sales pages. Mm -hmm. And they look good. Yeah. And then format all the sales pages. (laughs) And doing the formatting. Oh my gosh. That's the biggest thing. When you're an Insta page and you have to format it for mobile. Oh my God. (laughs) That is the bane of our existence right there. Especially day before it goes out. Yeah. Never. (laughs) No. Oh my goodness. It's like. Especially a fun little pricing table. It's like (laughs) playing that game operation with a sales page. Everything's just moving it. Just an inch. (laughs) Right there. Don't touch. (laughs) Okay. Productivity hack number seven. This is kind of mine, I think. It is totally yours, not mine. And I've definitely shared it with some member of the team. It's not for everyone, but I love it. And it's, and I don't use it every day. Um, So I'm just saying that, but this is Pomodoro. And I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know why it's named after a tomato. Hey, it's a pomodoro. A pomodoro. Tutti frutti. A tutti frutti. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so basically it's just working in sprints. So I think technically it is 10 segments of 25 minutes throughout the day with a five minute break in between. So I think it works out to be about a like four hour. Wait, is it 20 minutes of work, five minutes off? Or is it 25 or does it matter? I do it 25 minutes on, five minutes off. So it's okay. like 30 minute chunks. This is great if you're working from home and you have little things to do around the house during the day too yeah. like because my breaks all like switch laundry or switch the dishes or mm-hmm. or whatever or, like go outside go for a walk it's definitely something that's helped me especially living in Sedona where things mm. move a little bit slower I'll just like set that tw- it, 25 minute it is a little out slower out here yeah you and feel that I do and then I'm like all right let's see how much I can get done in 25 Slow minutes donut. I think the biggest thing about this for the most part is usually want to be focusing on like the same task for 25 minutes. It's mm, not like you're yeah. gonna be jumping around from thing to thing. I mean, depending if I have like a bunch of little things on my to-do list, yeah. I'll be like, let me see how many of these I can get knocked out in 25 minutes. Do you but use an like, app? No, I just use a timer on my phone. You just use a timer. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried it. It doesn't work for me. That yeah. well, doesn't resonate with me. I don't know, but you got to try it. You yeah, got to find out. It works for Jilly. It doesn't I think work like, for me. I think the big thing in Pomodoro is the breaks. And I think the study is like, if you're working on something for longer than 90 minutes, you lose like productivity. So I think just standing up and taking a break after certain things, because I know some people like to get in the flow and I'm in the same way sometimes. Yeah, well. That's why that's I, I feel all the time. But it's not, it, that's not my thing. It's, it's like, I either want to work for a long, deep period of time or I don't want to work at all. Yeah. Promodoro is like perfect for the days where you want to be productive, but you're struggling to be productive. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's see how many Pomodoro segments I can just get in today. Like <laughs> this is what's, it's just, I think I'm wired exactly opposite of Pomodoro <laughs> because if you gave me like a few things in my day and I had like a 30 minute segment there and a 30 minutes, I'm like, nope, don't even, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Cause like, I'm going to get into deeper work. That's going to be like, I'm going to feel like it's unlocked an hour to two hours in. Yeah. I'd rather do those three to four hour deep segments, like in the flow, undistracted and then done mm-hmm. versus little spurts throughout the day. But you got to, you got to find out what works for you. That's all that, that matters. And so that works for Jilly. That does not work for me. Are other members on the team using it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, Evie, she tried it and it wasn't for her too. Same thing. She likes to just dive deep, but she does know that she needs to take breaks sometimes. Yeah. You could just say, Hey, you got to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. Because I mean, especially if you're doing something like writing copy, it's like, let me just take a break. And then you 
maybe mm-hmm. catch some errors. You just get a fresh set of eyes. Maybe maybe a download came to you while you're taking that break. Wait, <laughs> wait. I'm getting a download. What if we Pomodoroed on the podcast? (laughs) Hey guys, just chill with us for five minutes. We're taking a break. (laughs) Mm, Let me get some water here. Cue the elevator music. (laughs) We're just going to do this for five minutes. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah, but it's also like if you, you know, struggle with like getting on social media and stuff, it's like, all right, just put my phone down for 25 minutes and then I can check social media. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, why didn't we put this in one of our 10 hacks? Get the heck off social media. Right. Just get off. It's literally meant to be a trap. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Do you have that little notification on your phone that tells you how long you've been on your... No. Oh, screen time. Oh, okay. Just so you guys know, I'm just a little proud of this. About three and a half hours. That's my screen time for the week. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I think it's good considering that you're business is that a lot of business is done on the phone mm-hmm. three and a half hours for the week beat that look guys gals this social media thing i mean it is just i don't know i don't like it use it as a tool for your bit and like look i should be sitting here because we we have we put stuff on social media i should be like yeah be on it more and like consume more of my stuff no it's a trap. <laughs> it's, it is sucking you in. It is keeping you on there and it's getting you scrolling and it's putting you into the state and you just, you'll spend an hour on there. I literally avoided going on reels for the longest time. And I literally just went on the reel section for the first time, like last week. And it was a terrible mistake. Terrible. <laughs> and I, I mean, know. it was really entertaining, but it was like an hour. Of my I don't time. know. I'm I don't watching the same videos. I just like, I'm at this point right now where like, I'm almost ready to just almost completely delete it from my phone. Like you want to be able to like interact with your audience on your own stuff, but mm-hmm. notice how you'll do that. You'll do a comment or two and then you go back to the feed and scroll through. And then all of a sudden you're stuck there and da, 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 and you're just like in this vacuum, this vortex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's 10 minutes. There's your Pomodoro wasted, gone. You don't get that time back. And I don't know if this episode was something called to you because you're like, man, I really need to figure out where my time's going. Let's look at social media. I mean, yeah, that's a good point if you're saying that. I mean, look at where you're spending your time first. And we get into these beliefs and stuff too. Like I have to be showing up consistently on social media and all that stuff. Maybe. But we show up consistently on the podcast. This is our platform. This is where we're sharing, you know, and I'm not trying to be all places all the time. We're not really concerned with that. We're doing just fine. Do less, do it better. Like do less and do it better. But you guys, we called the program business by design for a reason. It's your design. You know, who's creating these beliefs about your business? It doesn't even sound like you. It's like all these beliefs that are contradict what you want. Is that what you want? Like, oh, I feel like you have to be on social media all the time to show up just for people to give you money. Is that what you want? Is that the kind of business that you want? Oh, you thought we'd just talk about productivity, huh? You want a business where you have to show up all the time. You can't take a day off. You can't just go live your life. I don't know. That's not what I want. I guess like it's just easy to fill the time if you're not doing anything else, you know? So go do something else. Go, go put your phone away. (laughs) You know, my friends, watch this. Julie, how am I with texting? The worst. I'm the worst. And you know, better with me, but the worst. I am, (laughs) I am probably Julie is the best, right? You know, like she's going to be up there at the top of it. So she's going to say better things than most. And I am the worst. 
And some people take it real personal. I've had some people that just like kind of laugh at, they just get really offended and really upset. It's because I don't want to be around my phone all day. I don't want to be reactive to hello hello (laughs) it's just not how I want to live my life and it's like oh I'm sorry I didn't know that becoming friends with you meant we were contractually obligated to a certain response time (laughs) like when did I give my word to that like I'll get to it when I feel like it deal with it and I just I'm not signed up for that that when someone texts you should drop everything and respond to them and if that's not what you how you want to live your life then don't if that's how you do great but I think what's really helped me just in being productive myself is I'll put my phone in other rooms. I mean, that's why people don't get a response from me is like, mm-hmm. cause I'm not checking my phone. I don't know. There's my rant for today. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Like it is a rant. It's like, I don't like it. Especially we come out here, you know, and we want to get, go camping and hiking and stuff. It's like your phone will be there. All your crap will be there. All your Dopamine hits will be there later. Just go for a walk. It'll be more to look at later anyways. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's always there waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, that's our bonus one for you. Let's move on to number eight, which is the power of prioritization and doing the one thing. Great book, by the way. Yeah, that is that is really in our top 10 reads, the mm-hmm. one thing. If every day you could start to find when is my energy at its height? Some people are night owls. They work best at night. Some it's first thing in the morning, whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. Be Become really aware of how you operate. And that can change too, right? And do that thing first. Do the most important thing first, the thing that scares you the most, the thing that's outside your comfort zone, the 5% thing, the thing that's going to move the needle the most. Mm-hmm. And start there. And every day that changes. So it's always about reprioritizing. You know, we set 90 day goals. And then that weekly outcome goals, what are two to three things? And we do that. Oh, here's a bonus one on top of that. You want to hear this? Oh, this is so good. Here's what we're finding. As we start talking about integrity, the tricky trap with integrity is that the more you're aware of the distinction of integrity, the more you're aware of how you're out of integrity. And there's this slippery slope that happens when people are, it's a slippery shame slope that happens when people are out of integrity, where they start to beat themselves up and feel guilty and shame themselves for being out of integrity for some time. And being in guilt and shame is a killer for your productivity. (laughs) So true. And so you have to recognize and acknowledge when you're out of integrity and say, number one, number one, being out of integrity is not a good, bad, right, or wrong thing. Like you're wrong. You suck. You're a loser. It's just black or white. It's just simple is or isn't. Yeah. You're out of integrity. That's not a judgment. There's nothing to defend there. It's like, you know, gravity. Okay. It's just fell. It is, it is, it's done. And so you're carrying that around with you and that guilt and shame and that avoiding that feeling of disappointment. Cause you don't want to feel more disappointed of how out of integrity you're going to be today, but it just is what it is. And it's just a thing. And so to forgive yourself and let that go and start afresh the next day or today or right now is going to be so important. Mm-hmm. So many people have come to me and said like, oh, I've been doing all of this because I see how out of integrity I've been. You can restore integrity with yourself in a moment, but not if you keep shaming yourself and beating yourself up. Forgive yourself. It's a new day. Get over it mm-hmm. and begin anew. It's a new day. Okay. Real yes. quick before we move on from the one thing is as you were talking, another just kind of bonus, this would probably be like a bonus training hack. If you're training like a key team member or integrator or something, this is something that you did with me, James, is every day you would ask me to declare what's the most important thing for you. 
to get done. Like in the, for me, yeah. In the early days. So I did. Yeah. So, or I guess it would be like just for the business and for you. So yeah, just like asking your team members, not only for them to think of that for themselves and Mm -hmm. have them share that with you to make sure that they're prioritizing the right things, especially in the beginning, but also have, you know, the key leader and your team start to work that out with you. It's those outcome oriented questions. What's Mm -hmm. the number one thing I can do today to move the needle? Yeah. What's the thing I'm going to do today that's going to make the company money? I think you asked, used to ask me, because we didn't work very much back in the day. <laughs> you used to ask me, like, if I didn't do anything else this week, what's the one thing that I need to do? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have you do number nine. Okay. Number nine. And this is like, I mean, we couldn't do this episode without throwing a little bit of this in is the woo woo part of this, Woo, which is creating a, I love how woo woo was a term that people use to kind of discredit and scoff anything that was beyond the 3d and the physical. And now it's just like, own it. And it's, yeah, we empowered it. Yeah. (laughs) So this is really more like kind of what I was sharing earlier. If you're not feeling like productive, being productive, but you know that you need to be just uh, one of the things that I do is like really clearing the energy and clearing the space that you're going to be working in. So whether you're using like ethically sourced sage or Palo Santo, or even like taking a shower, just because it's kind of like starting over, starting fresh. Shower skin, yeah. Yeah, maybe, you know, if, you, if this... Get quiet. Yeah, set meditate. the vibe, light a candle, do your incense, put on some music. If that's what works with you, just kind of like get in the mood for getting done. <laughs> the mood. Yeah, because then you get excited to like get into it. You have to be. Yeah. And get excited. Yeah. And then this, this is your this is your future. Yeah, exactly. Your dreams. Everything you ever wanted. It's gonna feel so good when it's done too. Oh. And you're like blowing out that candle, like I am effing done and I killed it. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, come on. Passion. Be proud of yourself. Let's Absolutely. go. <laughs> and that kind of segues into my next thing, which is like positive affirmations for working. So I, I alluded this a little bit earlier, but you know, saying things like, Oh, easy. I have to, yeah, I, I get to, instead exactly. of I have to, I need to, this is easy instead of this is hard or it's all working out in my favor or even just like giving yourself affirmations. If you're having like a busy day, sometimes I'll say things like just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I've got this just really like pumping yourself up, especially if you're working, you know, by yourself, you have to be your own cheerleader sometimes and just really keep up that high vibe. When we move away from that pressure language where oh, I have to do this and I have to do that and da, 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 It's it, that's heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a burden. So it's like trying to work with a bag of rocks on your back, right? Right. You're going to move slower. Yep. When you find a way to release that pressure that you're putting on yourself, no one's doing that to you. Oh no, they are. No, they're mm-hmm. not. You're putting that on yourself. One of the things that helps me with that is I look at what I'm building. This is going towards something. This is investing in something bigger, better, brighter that makes it easier in the future. Oh, I have to create this automation mm-hmm. today. I have to do right. It was like, but once I do this, it's going to make things so much easier in the future. I'm so glad I'm putting in the time and effort now mm-hmm. to make my life easier later. And look, every single one of you, if you're building a business, exactly what you're doing, because as you're making more money, what are you going to do with that money? You're going to invest it back in the business. What are you going to invest back in? Getting your time back, hiring people, better software, better tools, better resources, things that allow you to get more time back. You're investing into a better future. That's what entrepreneurs are doing. You should be totally psyched about that. You should be putting pressure on yourself and saying, oh, I have to. Mm-hmm. Even when you're like, I'm in a launch and I had to write 72 emails. Yeah. And guess what? Next time you don't have to write any because they're already there. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Let's be 
positive. Yeah, exactly. Reward yourself Jeez. for all the things that you're doing now that's going to benefit you in the future because that's the best part about this type of business is there's so many opportunities for that type of celebration. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Celebrate instead of complain. Change your C word. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. My next one is, I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit too, but putting the pressure on yourself with a to-do list. I'm a huge fan of to-do lists, but I did this simple reframe. I think I got this from Catherine per usual, creating a to manifest list. Why this is so important is because when you go from to do to manifest, you go from actions, doings, and behaviors to outcomes. Mm -hmm. And the outcome is the goal anyways. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Mm -hmm. It's your attention. It's your intent, intention, attention. And your intention is not to do more. Mm -hmm. It's to experience more or experience something different. And so you have to go to, that's such a great one to go from to do to to manifest. And then this is like kind of more practical, like scientific, I would say. I think you do this too, James, and I definitely do this is there is a difference between like your daily to-do list and just like your general to-do list. There's like the longer one that's like everything, just the brain dump versus like, you know, not putting all this pressure on yourself to create you know, everything that you said you've wanted to do for the last three years, all on the same thing you're looking to today, because I mean, this is a kind of bonus productivity hack, but if you have to look at something more than once during the day, like you shouldn't, you're wasting time. What do you mean? Look at something more. So if you have this long ass to-do list that you're just working off from from the same day every day, and you're just going through the list of like, Oh, I'm not going to do that today. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, You're still looking at it. Mm -hmm. Nope. Not Mm -hmm. today. Not. Oh yeah. 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 I recreate my daily to-do list. Yes. So if I see it being put on there. Yeah. So with that, just to go on another little tangent, I've talked about this stuff before. So I use a little app. It's called Todoist. And the best practice is any idea that comes in any, Oh crap, I got to do that. Or, Oh, we need to do that. I dump it on a main list. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and I reorganize. I put them in sub lists. Like I have a a list of, here's what I give to Darlene, my personal assistant, right? You guys met Darlene on the show. She's also my personal assistant. So I have a Darlene list and every Monday we get on a call and I said, here's my list for you of what I need done this week. So I'm getting that off my plate. But then I have like ideas like, oh, this is an idea for a book or for one of our programs or content or whatever. And those go to sub list there. Oh, this is an idea for the podcast. So I have a podcast idea list. It's always accruing. And then I take a piece of paper because writing is powerful. Mm -hmm. I have like a manila, whatever, pad of paper. And I write Monday and the date at the top. And I write down what's getting done that day or your manifest list. And I'm taking things from that Todoist app. And just like Julie said, if I have to rewrite that, like, twice or more, mm-hmm. I'm out of integrity and I'm procrastinating or avoiding something. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And you're wasting time. And <laughs> I try to, it's really a great practice there is I'm not trying to do as many things as I can. I'm just like, what is like two, three things? Like that's it. Right. Like if you did nothing else today, what are the but three this, things, two, yeah. three things that are, you know, going to get the ball rolling exactly. for everything else? Exactly. Spend more time there. Yeah. Okay. And then we had to add this which is there's there's totally studies done on this, but working more will have you be more productive. It's going to take down the mistakes, right? You mean working less will have you- Sorry, working less. <laughs> working less will have you produce more and will be have you more productive. Working less, you make less mistakes. You have more white space. You weren't built and designed for 40 to 80 hour work weeks, so stop it. I would say if you're working, if that's going to be a key indicator that you're working on the wrong things, if you're working more than- 40 hours a week. I think there's like some Frederick Nietzsche quote out there that all the best ideas come when you're walking, right? So a time away from business is where you're going to get your best stuff. And you have to understand that it's the law of value, right? So you're going to receive based on the value that you produce and put out there. There's a lot of truth to that. 
So where does your value come from? Just working longer and harder or from ingenuity, innovation, new ideas, doing like what Nikola Tesla did, like daydreaming and having those downloads. You can't have downloads when you're busy, not being present. Everything's in your head, a bunch of noise, blah, 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 all that trash can in the head. That's not when the downloads can come through. That's working, folks. That is your best work yeah. is when you are away from the work, away from the 3D efforting. And so for us, it's about having fun. We find ways to have fun, find ways to play and live and experience and allow those to be the playground, the environment, the seat through which our best ideas land. It's creating fertile ground for your best stuff. So important. And the studies of working less increases productivity, 36 hours. People have said it as low as 24 hours of a work week. So most people are doing 40 hours, 24 to 36 hours. Mm-hmm. Work less, see what happens. Take a day off. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be there for you anyways when you come back. So try it. Wow, so we gave a lot here. I love doing these episodes so much to share and so much that's worked for us. I'm going to recap these really quickly for you. 10 productivity haps. Always remember to keep the outcome your eye on the price. Number two, doing whatever you can to avoid making mistakes. Mistakes cost time. Number three, keep the tech and the business as simple as possible. Four, automate as much as possible using Monday, Zapier, and whatnot. Number five, scrum for your launches. Number six, working with virtual assistants. Seven, Number eight, the one thing, prioritizing your day. Number nine, woo-woo, woo-hoo, that woo-woo hacks. And number 10, actually literally working less. 10 productivity hacks. We want to see you accomplish more, get more outcomes in less time. Mm -hmm. Working smarter, not harder. That's what that means. That's what that looks like. Yeah, try it on this weekend. Let us know what happened. Please let us know on Instagrams what your favorite hack was, which one you're going to try on. Don't try to do all these. Just take one on, own it. Chew on it, use it. Yeah, don't just know. add these to the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, operate. We'll from be one productive today. <laughs> I will be more productive today. Cross that one off the list. All right, you guys are amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.